What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, well, early Friday, July 14th, 2017, and you guys listening to episode 315. I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody had a good time um, uh, in between shows, and uh, yeah, you guys will be getting this like afternoon on Friday. Uh, it was... Did some traveling, went to Tampa, talk about that. But um, yeah, it's still, it's still wanted to get out on Thursday, but you're going to have it uh, early here Friday. So you'll have it for the weekend into your into your Monday. So there you go. So if you're sitting around and uh, you got shit to do and you're smoking a stick or whatever you're smoking or whatever you're drinking or hanging out, if it's a shitty weather weekend, uh, well, it already started to be here in New York. I don't know what it's like over there, but sit around, you know, hang out. Put on TVE 315 and uh, relax. Uh, working on the um, working on the Patreons. Uh, getting uh, getting some interviews going, so you guys will have those coming too. Uh, so uh, yeah, got a good show for you guys today. Gonna talk about uh, this hilarious. I don't know if you guys are watching this Mayweather McGregor press conference tour where. <laughs> Where they went to, uh, where was the first place they went? Were they in, I don't know, were they in Los Angeles? And then from Los Angeles, yeah, they went from the Staples Center to Toronto. Then last night they were at the Barclays. Then tonight they're going to be in London. So they're just going on this shit-talking, you know, give one guy a mic, he's going to shit-talk for 10, 15 minutes, give the other guy the mic, he's going to do the same thing. And uh, it's ridiculous, but I definitely want to talk about that. Talk about uh, some other quick stuff in sports. Talk about a, a, a movie, actually a documentary that I saw, which I loved and I want to talk to you guys about. Of course, my unacceptable. And of course, most importantly, your guys' unacceptables and uh, a lot of cool stuff. So got a full packed TVE uh, installment 315 for you guys. So sit back, relax, wherever the heck you are and uh, enjoy. Now, here's the problem that I have to forewarn everybody. Uh, before I do the show, that um, it is kind of raining outside, and Lloyd, my dog, my primitive dog, my half wolf, uh, uh, does not like the rain at all. Like sometimes he'll deal with it, but like he'll literally be like, "Listen, I don't care. I'm not going to the bathroom. Like I'll shit in the house. Like I'll, I will. I'm not going out there. You know." So I have to do this podcast with Lloyd roaming around. If I get a little break in the weather, his ass is going outside, but uh, I have him here. Uh, also, in another room, I have my little girl who I've been spending time with this uh, th- these summer days because she's not going to camp. My son's going to camp for a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, there could be some TVE interruptions, which, as I always say, you guys won't feel a thing, but um, you may hear some barking, you may hear some running, and you may hear me scream at a dog. Not scream at a dog, but, you know... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, Lloyd, when he wants to go, man, he could go. So, uh, but first, of course, let's get into the sponsors, guys. The Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by none other than a company that has changed, uh, changed the game of balls. That's right. Chassis. You guys know Chassis. Chassis is a unbelievable, unbelievable, um, you know, powder powder for uh for a man's down there and uh in fact that's what they say it's man care for down there um it's an amazing um just a a premium body powder 
that uh, is all all natural, guys. There's no talc, there's no uh, parabens, there's no aluminum, there's no menthol. It is just a fine powder that you put in your under area there, and it is unbelievably dry, guys. It's amazing. You can get it at uh, chassisformen.com. You could also get it on Amazon. They have the uh, the shower primer too. They have the uh, extreme cream, and then they have the scented and unscented powder, which has been amazing. It keeps you dry down there. It keeps there's no chafing. There's no odor. There's no um, just. It's just amazing. There's no. It's just. It's just an amazing powder for soft, incredible balls. Uh, that's really what it is. And uh, people are reaching out to me saying, "Hey, man, I actually heard you talking about that product, and I got it, and it works." And speaking of chassis for men. Um, I did a very special podcast with, uh, somebody else associated with Chassis, somebody else that is, um, you know, that shouts them out and, and, uh, does stuff with them. The amazing, uh, Fred McGriff and you guys will hear an amazing next week, an amazing interview with one of the best first basements ever. Uh, it was so amazing to have him on the show, flew down to Tampa for that. You guys will hear some really, really cool stuff with that. So um, you could check that out. But please go get your ch- uh, chassis powder today. Okay. Like I said, you could get it at uh, www.chassisformen.com. I don't even think you need the W's anymore. Is that what's going on with the internet? You don't need the W's anymore. You just go chassisformen.com, amazon.com, pick it up. Uh, you will thank me later. Also, guys, City Living Dog, go to City Living Dog. And City Living Dog Services, CityLivingDog.com. Coach Mike, uh, amazing, amazing dog trainer out there. So you could go check, uh, uh, call him, call him, watch his Facebook live posts, watch his uh, YouTube uh, channel with these amazing training sessions with these dogs. And uh, follow him, tell him the Verzi Effect sent you, and uh, he can definitely help you out. Uh, I think we might need some help too soon. Uh, And All Things Comedy, guys, go to All Things Comedy for your favorite podcasts. That's right, such as the Verzi Effect. You could also go to All Things Comedy for comedy albums because they're All Things Records. Uh, for example, uh, Paul Verzi Night at the Stand, number one on iTunes, number four on Billboard. And you can just go and look at content now because that's what they're putting up there. So they're an amazing company. And on top of all of that, they will be producing my hour, my hour special, which just got more tickets released, guys. More tickets got released. That's right. A lot of people thought it was sold out because the downstairs was getting full on both of them. And uh, they kind of kept the balcony open for camera shots and all that stuff. Guess what? No cameras upstairs. The balcony is open. There are tickets available still for both shows. It is not sold out. You can go to uh, the TerryTownMusicHall.com. Uh, and, and, or Google Terrytown Music Hall, go to their events and you can still get tickets. People are getting tickets, uh, you know, all the time. People got tickets yesterday. People hit me up. Hey, I just got tickets. So many people thought it was sold out just to let you know, but all things comedy is uh, doing it. So check them out at allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter at all things comedy. Okay. Sponsors out of the way. What are we going to talk about today? Well, like I said, I was in Tampa. I had a day where I literally got on an airplane in the morning. Okay. So I drove to the airport from my house, uh, parked at LaGuardia, drove myself down. It's always cool. I always love driving myself down, drive yourself down, get on a plane three hours. And then we're flying in this fucking thing. And the pilot comes on and says, there's two, you know, weather systems coming in and we got to just go stay in a holding pattern and fly around it. All right. So we're just circling. We're literally 
above the Tampa airport, just circling, 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 circling. So it was over probably like three hours, over three hours the first way there. Second way, they had another storm coming in. And uh, we got out a little late, but still beat the storm. And that was almost, that was probably like two and a half hours. So you figure, I'm in a plane for almost six hours that day, in a car for over two hours that day. So I'm basically over eight hours of the day just traveling. But I had an absolutely amazing time. The people over there at uh, Chassis are amazing. And Fred McGriff, man. Wait till you guys hear it. And if you guys don't know who Fred McGriff is, um, you've been living under a rock. Well, I shouldn't say that. If you don't know sports, I guess. But. Uh, I think a cool thing that you guys could do is before you listen to this amazing interview that we had, uh, I think what you guys should do is Google Fred McGriff and watch his highlights and watch him. He's the best. And it was just insane to have him on my show. It really was insane. Um, but Florida weather is insane. That's what's really insane. You could be in Florida. I'm not even kidding. You could be in Florida. Clear skies. No clouds. Blue skies. Everything is good. And within minutes, it looks like the sky gets black and purple and hell is coming. Like, it looks like the sky is going to open up and, you know, demons or what are those Harry Potter dementors or whatever just going to come down. It's nuts. And, the, and, and listen, I don't mind bad weather. You guys know that. If you listen to the show for a while, you know. Uh, I am a very, very big fan of darkness and rain. <laughs> I know that sounds weird. I am. Uh, I don't mind it. But when you're flying somewhere and it could happen out of nowhere, that that's when it's crazy. And that's the one thing about Florida. It's funny. My dad is this like old school Italian guy and he's down in Florida sometimes. And he's just like, the weather down here is, you know, it's, it's just hilarious. Like listening to a guy from like the Bronx and Yonkers in New York forever. And then talking about visiting Florida or being down in Florida and just talking about the weather uh, down there. But anyway. Uh, so I got back from there. I got back from, from, uh, from Florida and, uh, here I'm going to give you guys, my guys, my guy, not my guys. I'm going to give you guys my unacceptable. And then I'm going to do your guys's unacceptable. <laughs> not my guys is unacceptable. I don't have a bunch of dudes lined up ready to just start complaining about something that happened to him over the week. Um, uh, here's what happened with me. Okay. Now it might be, it, look, Here's the thing. I try to do this with the unacceptables. All right. This is what I try to do. I try to really like not be a dick about it. And I try not to just do an unacceptable because something little happened and I want to do an unacceptable. I really don't. Like for the show, when I talk about the, let's talk about unacceptables for a second without doing an unacceptable. I'll just tell you about how I go about my week with it. I do not. And I promise you guys this. I do not look for an unacceptable. I don't. Um, sometimes it drives my wife crazy because I'll be like, yeah, I got to do the show right now, but I'm just trying to think like what happened. And she's like, well, don't you jot stuff down? No, because in order for it to be an unacceptable, right? And, and this is how I came up with the segment to begin with. In order for it to be unacceptable, it needs to be extraordinary. It needs to be something that I don't need to write down. It needs to be something that is like, oh my God, that shit happened and I want to do that. And I know sometimes it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes it doesn't happen in a week. Sometimes acceptables happen, which is fine. You know, sometimes acceptables happen. And you guys know, I've, I talk about good stuff that happens. I'm not, I'm not always trying to, that's why I, oh, that's why, not that I got mad at listeners that thought I was complaining, but I was almost like, are you people fucking dumb? Like if you listen to my show, 
and you hear me doing unacceptable and you go, this guy complains a lot. You're not understanding my show. You're, you're just not. That's like, that's not, I do it because one thing happened. I'm easy going and I never complain. The thing is when one thing happens, that's my venting. This is my therapy. And I've actually heard from not a lot of people, but I'd say a handful of people going like, this guy just complains. This, this guy, like your show is, is good, but then you start complaining. It's like, I do a segment of unacceptable shit. I don't understand that, but I've already addressed that. So I don't need to anymore. It just shows me who's actually paying attention and listening to the show. Now, I don't want to go, oh, let me write that down. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And if I ever see something like the video on, um, the bicycle video that I did for Patreon, uh, you guys could subscribe to my Patreon for as low as $3 a month and you'll get a guaranteed extra extra podcast a week. But now what we're doing is we're stockpiling some interviews. And uh, occasionally we get some pictures, occasionally we get some videos, and uh, the diehards have been kind enough to to subscribe and, and they want to hear more so you can get more of this if, if that's what you like. If you just want to keep it to this, you just keep it to this. Totally up to you. But... I do. I will tell some like inside stories. I will tell some stuff that I normally wouldn't tell on the show. A couple things like that. Like I'll do one if I'm like tired and shot and I'm just like, you know what? I want to just talk right now. Like that. that's kind of what Patreon is. So for an extra $3, as low as $3 a month, it goes all the way up to, you know, you could be a guest on the show and all that stuff. But people either do that to whatever. That That's, that's fine. But if you guys want to uh, listen to more, you could subscribe to it. But I put a video on there of a bicycle in front of me and a car that could have caused an accident because these cyclists think that, the, you know, that they, they own the road. And I just put that there. But that was like a moment thing. But I just, that's happened many times. That one was just, it was an extraordinary thing. I'm like, I just can't believe this. So just so you guys know, I like it to be as organic and real and something that really bothers me to the point where I start crawling out. Like I, I got, I'm not like, I just want to crawl out of my skin. Like I, I'm really losing my patience and going, all right, now I have to, this is something that I'm going to talk about. Not just like, all right, I have another show. Uh, you know, what's something. Okay. This guy, I didn't like how this guy threw out his garbage. So I'm going to, I'm not going to do that. I, I wouldn't do that. I really wouldn't. And, ex- and that's exactly why I've done some acceptables. Oh, one that really got me. I'm not going to use this one because I have another one. But one that really got me bad the other day was uh, I was at my, was I at my son's? Where was I? I was somewhere with my kids. Might have was it? Oh my God, this one got me really like this one got me so bad, I almost I almost drove back. But then I realized if I drove back, I would have been a, I would have been a psycho. This redheaded woman and this dude were just like talking or whatever. And I had my kids with me, and like I held the door for them long, like long, went out of my way to hold the door. And I was like, "There's no way. This woman is not going to acknowledge this. There's no way." And she. Again, like this is happening. It happened again. Like now I'm testing people. She just walked by and didn't say anything. And I just shook my head and my kids are like, what? And I just said something out loud. I was like, I couldn't believe it, but I'm not, I'm not going to use that one. It just happened again. It happened again. Was it another redhead too? I don't, it's just, I don't know what's going on, but here's mine. All right. Here's mine. I'm tired. Okay. Like I said, I was on, you know, I flew back and forth to Florida, same day, car rides, over eight hours transportation. I get home, I'm tired. All right, so the next day, my wife is like, do you want to go out to dinner? 
And I was like, nah. All right. If there's any noise, I'm sorry. That was my dog. Um, so my wife says to me, do you want to go to dinner? And I'm like, you know what, Stace? I would rather either, I don't and I love going out to eat, but I was like, I'd rather, listen, I'd rather cook here or, or you know, make something like quick and easy or just order in. Like, you know, something easy. So my wife, one, one big fight, so you guys know, that me and my wife have, and it's actually serious, is what to eat. My wife does not, my wife has an inability. I'm not trying to talk shit about her. She would admit this. My wife has an absolute 100% inability to decide what she wants for dinner or, or any meal. All right, let's go out. Where do you want to go? I don't know. You pick. I swear to God, it's almost like she, I, I've never seen anything like it before in my life. This November, I'm married 10 years. My wife has might have picked dinner maybe twice. Like, she just can't do it. She just, she, honest to God, has an inability to say, all right, let's go to Chinese. That's what I want. Like, she just doesn't do it. Now, you know, if I'm in a mood or if I'm tired or if I'm just like, I don't know, you pick. I don't care. I'm going to eat light. So maybe you guys do your own thing. Like, something like that. If that ever happens, it's a fight. Well, you know, you know, I don't like to pick. So we're going through that yesterday. We're going through that and I'm just like, fine. And finally, I said, what haven't I had? All right, we've had some, a lot of American food recently, burgers and stuff like that because of the 4th of July and the barbecues and, you know, the grill because of the weather. So, you know, there's been hot dogs and there's been hamburgers and stuff and there's been chicken and there's been a lot of barbecue stuff. So I was like, all right, we've done a lot of American food. So recently we went to my favorite Japanese restaurant. So we've done the Chinese food and we've done the, the sushi and stuff. Uh, there's a restaurant that does both. So, uh, recently took the kids to, to Mexican. So I'm like, what can we do? What can we do? Finally, it hits me. Greek. Let's do the Greek restaurant. It's great. They have all kinds of stuff. You know, they got the chicken gyro. They got the souvlaki. They got the, you know, the spinach pie. They got the soup, all this stuff. So I said to my wife, let's do Greek. Now this place is known for being very fast, very fast. Usually when you call and you deliver, uh, something, uh, there normally place or not there, uh, other places say will be, and I'm sure it's the same for most people. They say, uh, we'll be there in, uh, up to 45 minutes is usually what you get. I think that that's standard. I think standard time to like sit, order food, like when you're hungry and be like, all right, well, you know what? And we'll say it, we'll be like, all right, 45, you know what? Let's not cook food. will be here in 45 minutes. Not this place. This place goes, we'll be there 25, 30 minutes, and usually they are. One time we delivered from this, we, we called in delivery to this place. This guy knocked on my door 15 minutes. I thought someone was else. There was like, no way. We looked at each other like, no. Nah. I honestly felt like I hung up the phone and, and the dude was at my, it was the most, re, it was almost as if like, they just like, somebody forgot their order and it was exactly what we wanted and he was like, like two minutes away. That's how crazy quick it was. But even quick, always other times. And it's getting late. Kids got to get ready for, you know, kids got to go to sleep, get ready for camp and get ready for, you know, we don't like to keep them up too late. So I call up the Greek place. You know, she made her decision. We were all good to go. And uh, what the hell is this? Hold on a second. Uh, Gee. Um. All right. I'm sorry about that. I got some stuff uh, just sent to me. Uh, 
for this uh, comedy festival. I'm going to Montreal, guys. I will be at the Montreal Comedy Festival from the 25th through the 27th. Anyway, um, so back to what I was saying. I call up. They're like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, get me this, get me that, all this stuff. And then they go, all right, great. Be at your house in 25 minutes. I'm like, oh, great. It's getting late. I thought it was going to be 45. So 30 minutes goes by, no food. I'm like, all right, well, it's not 25 minutes, but I'm not, I'm, I'm fine. And 35 minutes goes by. I'm like, all right, you know, whatever, 35 minutes. And then 40 minutes goes by. I look at my wife and I'm like, what, what time did I call? She's like, oh, you called at like 10 after 7. I'm like, all right, 10 after 7. So they should have been here, whatever, a little before 8. Uh, now it's going on after 8. I call up the place or whatever. I call up and I said, yeah, I'm just, you know, and I didn't want to complain. I just nice to the guy. I know the guy. I said, yeah, you uh, just called the order to be delivered. He goes, oh, she, you know, she should be knocking on your door any minute. This guy goes, she should be knocking on your door any minute. Now, usually when you do that, it literally is any minute or like you see them pulling it while you're on the phone, you know? That's happened to everybody where you're like, oh, never mind. They're pulling it right now. Sorry about that. I just wanted to make sure blah, 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 all that. Five minutes goes by, nothing, nothing. Now this, now, now this person's just not here. Uh, a documentary that I wanted to watch, which I'm going to talk about later in the show, comes on at eight. So now I wanted to have my food so I can enjoy this documentary. Food's not there. Documentary starts. Documentary starts getting very, very interesting. Very, very good. So I'm going. Oh man, come on, man. So then I'm looking outside. Still nothing. My dog's freaking out because my dog is getting the vibe and energy. Like, why is, like, the, the pack leader keep looking out the window and, like, opening the front door? And my daughter's with me while my son was making my wife watch uh, sport clips, baseball clips. My daughter was, like, with me, like, waiting on the food. I'm running into the room, watching the documentary, looking out the window. And my dog's going, like, dogs are smart. My dog's going, some shit's going on here. I don't know what it is, but something's going on here. Like, he keeps looking out the window. She's following him. He's running in to watch it. Like, my dog, dog, my dog's just, dogs are smart as it is. My dog is ridiculously smart, okay? He's got that something's going down. So he's looking out the window, too. It was hilarious. I'm like, I was waiting for the car to pull up so my dog starts barking. Nothing happens. Finally finally, and this isn't the unacceptable, I'm not even going to give it an unacceptable that they were late, you know, they're always on time, they're always early, this is not my unacceptable, here's where it gets unacceptable, lady pulls right in, which means she wasn't there in two minutes, and he knew she wasn't there in two minutes, Okay, they knew they were buying themselves time. And I'm still not going to say, I'm still going to say that that's not my unacceptable. Because when he said she should be there in two minutes, I think she was going out the door, to be honest, because I know how long it takes to get to, to that Greek restaurant to my house. I know how long it takes. And uh, when he said she'll be there any minute, I think she was walking out of the door. And then he was like, whatever, he's not going to call within by the time she gets there. That's what I think happened. I'm sticking to that. Still not my unacceptable. She pulls right in, so it's not like she passed the house or was looking at the houses before us. She pulls into my driveway. Now, I'm standing on my front step with my daughter, kind of annoyed, but I'm just like, whatever. I'm like, if she gets out of the car and she smiles and says, oh, sorry, or she just gets out and she's really nice, I'm going to forget it. It's probably 15 minutes later than I wanted the food because we're hungry. I got the kids, but I'm cool, right? I'm cool. Here's the unacceptable. Are you ready? This is what this is what made me start to get my blood boiling. I'm standing on my front step with my daughter. My dog is jumping up looking out the window right next to the door. So I kind of want this process to happen quickly. I paid on my I paid on my card. 
So I just want to write in a tip and and sign the, the, the receipt and leave. And I'm just sitting there and she pulls in. It's like almost like a caravan with a delivery sign on the top. She comes all the way down my driveway, right next to where you get out and go up one step to the walk. And she's just sitting there. And she's sitting there and she's looking at something. So now I'm looking at her. And my dog's jumping up on the fucking window trying to look out what's going on. He's probably freaking freaking out because he's like, why do they keep going out there? And I look at her and I look at her through the window of her car. She doesn't look over. She doesn't wave. She just sits there for a second. Now I don't know if she's looking at her phone. I don't know if she's looking at the receipt. I don't know. But then she wasn't looking for food. So she just sat there doing something. Which now I start getting annoyed because now I'm like, you know what you do? You roll the window down and you say, hey, so sorry, I'm just getting your food now. Or you open the door and you lean in and say, oh, I'm getting your food. You know, I'm sorry I was late. Nothing. She just sat there. And I don't know if she's looking at the phone. I'm going to try to give her the benefit of the doubt. But she was looking at something. And then after like, after like a while, me and my daughter are sitting there and we're waiting for the food to come out. And she's just sitting there. And now I'm like, get out. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So then she, then she starts fumbling around with the receipt. Then she looks in the back. So now I'm full-fledged pissed. Now I'm pissed. So she opens the door, finally. Like, it's like you're already late, and I'm already going to be cool with it. Then she, she sits in the car, and it was almost like, is she being passive-aggressive? Like, is she going like, oh, they're waiting outside for me? And we weren't waiting outside long. We weren't trying to be rude. It's just my daughter and I, like, we were, like, I waited, because what happened was a commercial came on the documentary, and I knew that they were going to be here any minute. So my front door, it was like, we were just standing right there by the door. So I went outside. Plus, the dog started making noise, so I didn't know if that's what it was. So we go outside. So I don't know if she was upset that we were outside. I doubt it. But she just sat there, and I think kind of on purpose in a passive-aggressive way. That's what I think. So then I, in a passively aggressive way, when she opens the door, very nicely, I go, hey, how you doing? Like that. And she doesn't look at me and she goes, hey. And she doesn't look at me. And then she walked towards us and didn't look at me, just looked at my daughter and like smiled and said like, oh, what's your name? And all kinds of stuff like that. I thought it was really passive aggressive. Um... I guess you had to feel what I was feeling at the time, but the fact that she sat in her car and then did what she did drove me crazy. It drove me nuts because it was like, I know me, right? And I used to deliver. And I was always, it was never a problem with me being like, that's the thing. I I, I didn't like being in the shop. My friend who owned the pizzeria was like, Verzi was one of the greatest delivery drivers ever, just not great in the place. And you want to know why? Because I didn't like washing pizza trays. That's why. That's why I wasn't good in the... I didn't like wiping tables. Okay? I didn't like doing that stuff. But I liked being in my car. I liked being... I liked being quick. You know? And, uh... You know, I liked... I, I would listen to my music. I think I was smoking at the time. So I'd be smoking cigarettes or whatever. I'd be, you know, listening to, I got like this crazy sound system in this tiny Toyota Tracel and I would just whip around and people would get their food really quickly and they knew me, I knew them, I knew the tips I was getting and everything was good. And if I ever was late, I would address it. I'm sure. She'd be like, oh, sorry, somehow, oh, it's crazy. Or like, oh, you guys busy? Yeah. This lady just sat in my driveway and sat in her car with us sitting there without addressing it. Unacceptable unacceptable. And I know that I explained that long, but the reason why I did was because I wanted to paint the proper picture. I don't want you guys going, wow, delivery was late and that's it. 
No, it has nothing to do with that. The delivery could have been an hour late, and if she would have got out of the car or she wouldn't have done what she did, just sitting there looking at stuff and acting like she was getting her shit together, which it was ridiculous. I don't think I would have been like I would have been fine if she would have just got out, opened the window. Oh, Paul, I'm, hey, I'm so sorry, so sorry, I got lost. It's crazy busy. Sorry about that. You know what? Ah, here's a whatever. Here's an extra napkin. I don't care. Whatever. I'm not. I don't even want something for free. But like, if she, whatever she did, but the fact that she just sat there got me, it got me. And I got to tell you something, the older you get, all right, the older you get in this life, the more you see how people play little tiny games, little games. I'm not talking about like, you know, a big, like elaborate thing and, and stuff like that. I'm talking about little things that when they're annoyed, they do. Like, you could really pick up on little passive-aggressive things adults do. And it drives me nuts because I don't do that. But then when people do it, it drives me, it drives me crazy. And I know you're thinking, wow, what if she had an emergency? Which she didn't. But why was she sitting in the car so long in your driveway afterwards knowing you were standing out there? Maybe she was, here's what she did. She probably was getting a lot of texts and calls from her boss saying, everybody's complaining you're late. What's going on? And she probably was like, I'm here right now. Instead of giving the people the food and then doing it. Something like that. Absolutely unacceptable. All right. Absolute lock her in a car filled with receipts that she can't pick the right one when she has to get out. How about that? How about that? Just, and then like, and then not addressing the lateness, not addressing that, just looking down at my daughter, not at me and going like, oh, hey, what's your name? In a fake bullshit way. I knew what she was doing. I knew what she was doing. And I know you people who know me know that you know that I'm right. You know that I'm right. And you know what she was doing. And then there's some of you listening to this going, this guy's crazy, and this guy's reading into this too much. No, I'm not. Nobody. Understand one thing right now, guys. Understand this now. Nobody can read things and read people like yours truly, Paul Bersi. Okay? I will say that. Yes, I did. I talked to my, I talked to him in third person. Nobody will read shit and see what's going on like me. And I take pride in that shit. I really do. I could sense it. You know, people say my father and my, my, my dad's side has always said it's the Sicilian, that Sicilians, I don't know if that's true, but, uh, cause I'm sure Greeks have it too. Uh, Giannis Pappas, my good friend is one of the best I've ever seen. It's one of the best I've ever seen at literally watching how somebody behaves or acts and breaking it down. It's, it's, and, and he's Greek. So maybe it's the Mediterranean in me. I don't know, but that's what this lady was doing. And think about this and I'll end it here. I will end it here. Put yourself in a lady's situation. Put yourself in a situation where you're the delivery driver. All right? I know you guys think I'm nuts. I'm ha- keep hammering, but I got I got I, I feel better. I actually feel better. I feel better going this hard with this one because here's why. I want you, each and every person listening to put yourself in a situation where you're delivering the food. And you know that your establishment pretty much tells people in the very, you know, close surrounding areas, 25 minutes. And you know that it was basically over an hour, okay? How would you behave if you pulled into the driveway and saw, saw a father and his little girl standing on the front step, not like waiting all upset, nothing like that. We were just standing outside the front of our house. We just stand outside the front of our house. The dog kept looking. He made a noise and my daughter was hanging with me. So we just walked out there. How would you behave if you pulled up that late, saw people there and then just stayed in your car? Tell me. 
that staying in the car and sitting there for a while, pretty much a while, wasn't a little wasn't a little passive aggressive thing. Like I'm gonna take my damn time. I don't care. Oh, I'm getting fired up. I'm right. I'm right. Hundred percent. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Matter of fact, now I'm gonna say something. That's how I was fine with it before I said it to you people. Now I'm saying something to the place. I'm gonna be like, man, yeah, delivery. Your delivery slowed down. You guys used to be. I gotta say something now. I gotta say something now because I can't. I can't. You know. And you know, I'm not going to say, I was almost going to say like, I didn't, no, you know what, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. I was just going to say like, you know, say something that, you know, people could have been like, whoa, 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 but I'm not going to, I'll leave it to your imagination. I'll leave it to you. I was going to say something else. I'm not going to. How about that? How about that? I'll leave it where I just left it. But if you were that person, I know you, you know, many people wouldn't have done that. And I know I wouldn't have. I would have popped out of the car before I grabbed the food. Said, "Oh, so sorry, we're crazy right now," and that's what I would have done. Oh, all right. I think this unacceptable segment is either going to add years to my life <laughs> or not. <laughs> I get fired up, man, when you think about it. Because when you break down what people do, you can see how they behave. All right, here we go. Let's go to your guys' unacceptables. Sorry about that. Wow, that was a long one. Well, actually, it wasn't that. I, I explained how I do the unacceptables, too. You know, that's, that's what I wanted to address on the show. It's like, it has to be good. Like, when you guys write to me, I would hope you don't write in your unacceptables. Like, I'm going to read unacceptables now. And listen, sometimes there's usual suspects, like there is in Sports Talk, which is basically the documentary that I'm going to talk about. But, um, you know, I have regular submitters, and I have new submitters pretty much every week. Some weeks, the regulars just like to come on, you know, and, and give something. And I, and I love that. That's fine. It's like a, it's like a, that's what happens on like radio shows and all that people, you know, you get the same callers and stuff, but you guys pretty much write in unique ones. I mean, that's why like, I, I'm really not going to do the barefoot one anymore. Like I get it. People barefoot, but like, I'm not doing that one anymore. You know, but there's been some doozies, and I know when you guys get to doozies, you're really right. You're not going to look and just do something. You shouldn't just look and do something and go like this. Also, people taking up two spots. We don't need to do that one anymore. We get it. A lot of people do that. We don't need to do the. Here's the ones that I don't want, all right? So for all you people going, I want to write in, but I shouldn't. First of all, I'm never going to shit on you, and I'm never going to say it's not good. So if you were worried about that or you don't think it's good enough, it will be because, you know, it's, it's going to be fine, and I'm sure it's something that you thought about. But I don't need to see bare feet. I don't need to see bare feet anymore, okay? I also don't need to see a car taking up two spaces. I don't need to see that anymore. Um, just the common ones that we've talked about, I don't need to see. Um, but stuff that's just like there, the, you know, something was extraordinarily wrong and bullshit. Those are the ones that you got to get out. So let's, uh, let's go. Let's go to the unacceptables. Here we go. Oh, here's a regular. What up, Paul? It's uh, Omi and Omi says your unacceptable segment has, uh, made me realize I can't deal with an elevator ride once it involves other people. Uh, why the fuck would you get in an elevator and stand in front of the buttons (laughs) so then I have to reach around you to press my floor? And don't fucking expect and excuse me because you shouldn't be there. Uh, Also, I'll keep it short and quick. Don't run to stop the door from closing. It's... (laughs) That's funny. It's a bank of six elevators. Uh, and please stop with the necessary unprovoked elevator small talk. Nobody likes it. And if you do, you're an asshole. See you soon, brother. I agree on all points. 
homie. I actually do. I think that's a good one. It's, it's a, you know, a good person goes, what floor? And then they do it. Um, one of the funniest things I heard, Nick DiPaolo. Oh my God, so funny. Somebody said like, uh, can you push the floor for me? And Nick was like, what do I fucking work for you or something? Which is just so funny and so Nick. I heard that. Somebody told me that. I got to confirm with him. But I think, I mean, knowing Nick, I think that's true. Uh, but I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you 100%. I think that, uh, you know, running to stop it. I, I'm a dick. I love, and maybe this is just, but one of my little guilty pleasures is when somebody is running and it closes. And I'll take it a step further. I will actually take the elevator etiquette a step further. I go so out of my way to not make people have to worry about what I'm doing that if it is like just starting to close and I'm there, I just let it close. I remember specifically I could have walked on and there were people on. If all I would have had to do, I wouldn't even have to run. I could have just like fast walked like three steps and I just, you know what? Instead, I just backed up and walked away and let it close and waited for a, a, a you know, an emptier ride that was going to be there in a minute or two. So I actually love that. 100% agree. Thank you for the submission. Uh, here we go. This is gross from, uh, this is gross from Ashley. And Ashley says, um, oh yeah, this one I'll do. This one I will do. Ashley Abowie says, I'm on a bus from New York City to D.C., and this savage is walking around barefoot. Paul, she just went into the bathroom barefoot. Uh, forget about the cage. Lock her in a giant petri dish because she probably is breeding from some fucked up new strain of athlete's foot. Disgusting. Yes. Um, that is beyond. That is a perfect barefoot one. And I'll retire the barefoot ones with that. But uh, yeah, this one is... Because this isn't barefoot. This is a public bathroom one where you're not... Like, that's the difference. Like, if, if if it's barefoot walking around or, like, you know, walking... But, like, to go to a public restroom barefoot is probably one of the most disgusting things. Um, there you have it. Thank you for the submission, Ashley. Oh, boy. Here we go. Home Run Derby Unacceptables from Jack Long. Jack Long says, Hey, Paul, as mentioned in my previous email... Uh, grocery checkout from last week. I live in Miami and my family has had Marlin season tickets since the glorious 2003 season. Who did we beat that year in the World Series? <laughs> Who did we beat in the World Series that year? Uh, I have a few unacceptables uh, from tonight as I have been stuck in the parking garage for the past 50 minutes. Unacceptable. Uh, the Lanyard wearing... Uh, uh, chuds that bought our seats. Okay, so our season tickets are in the outfield, and our seats were uh, reapproached for corporate sponsors. Okay, David Sampson on principle, as a uh, as a Knicks fan, Paul, you have to you have had to endure your share of crappy ownership with the Dolans. Uh, let me tell you, I would kill for the Dolans to take the Marlins. Wow, it's that bad. See, I didn't know that. Let's put it uh, this way. Imagine the Dolans with much less money now have to face of the ownership group since uh, Jeff Jeffrey Loria uh, basically lives in France at this point. Uh, be a little twerp who won't stop talking about his community theater performances. 
the real problem, though, is the addition of cyborgs to Major League Baseball. Apparently, there is a 6'8 robot that just smashes home runs that has been introduced into the league. Seriously, Justin Bohr hit a record 22 home runs in the Derby tonight and still wasn't enough against the T-1000 of baseball. That's right, and don't you fucking forget it. Justin Bohr is lucky he was in a contest with this man. Don't forget it. <laughs> Lock the robot in a cage and then move uh, said cage to Syria. Then unlock it and turn this machine against those uh, ISIS bastards. Wow, you went in on that one. Anyway, keep it up, Paul. Uh, seriously, come down to Miami. Preferably when Skankfest comes down here in uh, 2018, if not sooner. Uh, I love Miami. Jack, thank you for the submission. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, teams lose for a lot of reasons, but it does start at the top and it always does. Same thing with corporations, you know, uh, when, when everything is good at the top. And I I think that that's why the Patriots win. I think that that's why the giants have been successful. I just think good involved ownership who does their part and is really involved in getting the right people and the right president of operations and the right general manager to make the personnel decisions and everyone on down to the managers, to the players on the field, to fucking staff workers. I think that that's what it comes down to. And a lot of these guys have a ton of money. Their dream was to own a, a, own a, a, a sports franchise, and, and they honestly don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's really the difference between there's a 32-team league. That's the difference between the seven teams that can compete every year uh, or a lot of times, but that's really the difference because good personnel is like, I mean, look, it's not a secret that people have said they don't want to come to the Knicks organization because of James Dolan. I mean, that's, that is like players have said, players text each other going, I don't want to go to New York. I'd love to play in the Big Apple. I'd love to play Master Square Garden, but James Dolan's the owner. Like, we're not going to win there. It's going to be a bad situation and it's going to be the bad Knicks all over again. That's because of the ownership, and, you know, and, and or the bad decisions the ownership makes to make the people under them not good. And then you blame the people under them, but it ultimately comes from the top. Um, as far as Aaron Judge, all of you bitches, and when I say all of you bitches, I mean all of you bitches. I mean everybody, anybody and everybody who listens to this, anybody and everybody who either likes or hates the Yankees, I want to make this very, very clear to you. All of you, all of you should take off your caps when you see this man. Okay, if you get lucky enough to have this man come into the city that you live in, if you get lucky enough, that's right, I'm going arrogant here. You won't like it. I don't care. You know, maybe I'm a little fired up with the shit talking because of Floyd Mayweather and because of Conor McGregor talking. So now let me do a little talking on New York. And you want to come at me and talk something? Fine. You know, you took a little shot about the 23 world, you know, the 2003 and all that. So let me take my shot, but not just at you, Jack. This is a shot at everybody who wants to hate on the Yankees. And this is a message for anybody who's listening. When this man, Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees come to your town, you should take off your caps Okay, take off your caps as if you're listening to the national anthem for this this absolute God. That's right. That's right. He's going to end up with over 50 home runs as a rookie. He made that home run derby look like 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 a swinging a wiffle ball bat at a barbecue. It was a joke. It was an absolute laughable. It was laughable. 
He was he hit 23 home runs. He looked like he, he looked like he didn't need a shower. It was a he he hit a ball that looked like it was going to be a pop up to the pitcher, and it went 513. This guy is hitting mammoth mammoth home runs. And they would say, oh, you know, John Carlos Stanton, no offense to him. He did great. He hit a lot last year. Let me tell you something right now. He labored compared to Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge was an absolute animal. I mean, just an animal. And uh, I'm lucky that he plays for the Yankees. I am lucky that I get to see him. I am lucky that this man brought me back into baseball and all of these young Yankees did. But basically what I'm saying is all of you people, when it comes to Aaron Judge, kneel before Zod. Oh, thank you for the submission. I appreciate it. I'd love to come down to Miami. And I'm half talking shit, but not really. Because I love the kid. Uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, unacceptable. Hot chick shit at, at, <laughs> I hope my daughter didn't hear that. My five-year-old little girl's in the next room and I'm just going, hot girl shit at Taco Bell. Well, that's what this is called, everybody. Hot girl shit at Taco Bell. Let's see where we are on time. 45 minutes. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. Here we go. Uh, okay. Here we go. Please do not read my name. Well, you got it. There you go. I'm glad you said that up front. Because some people will like write a paragraph and be like, I really like the show and thank you so much. I had to submit this because this piece of shit at work. By the way, please don't read my name. And I'm like, ah, shit. All right. I'd first like to dedicate this to the Sultan of Shits, Kelly Meyer. Oh, there you go. The Sultan of Shits. How many nicknames does Kelly Meyer have now on the show? I think he's got, what has he got? He's got the Shakespeare of shit. He's got the... um, there was another one too. The Shakespeare is shit. The the Sultan of shits. And then there was another one I gave him one time. He'll probably remember. I said something something else. But uh, anyway, uh, your truly riveting tales of turds and tragedy inspired me to pen my own. You are one of a kind. The Babe Ruth of shit stories. Hall of Fame in my book. I agree. I actually agree with that. I think that uh, there's a lot of stories of people going to the bathroom, but I don't think anybody besides Kelly, man, Kelly's like the, the Jerome. Did you, I'm going to talk again. That's another thing I'm going to talk about, but, um, Mike and the mad dog documentary. I'm going to talk about that. That's the documentary that I'm going to talk about, but they talked about how you have listeners and people that, uh, call in and, um, the people that call in are, are on the mic and they have part of their part of the show. Well, Kelly is like, they, they had one caller, Jerome from New York or Jerome from White Plains or wherever it was. And Jerome was like for 20 years, like would like was a known caller. So when you'd listen to Mike and the Mad Dog, and I hope you guys watched that 30 for 30 on ESPN last night because it was, it was fantastic. It was really fantastic. But um, Kelly is like the Jerome of the, um, of, and I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, that. I have, listen, I have no reason to say somebody is a part of my show if they're not. I have no reason to say, you know, I mean, Kelly is somebody that is literally like a Verzi effect. He's like a, he's like an off division of the Verzi effect. It's like, you you know, he comes in sometimes with these unbelievable IBS stories that are just, that are are poetic. Uh, So I agree with you. Now let's get to the, let's get to this. Myself and a few friends were hanging out in a Taco Bell relaxing after eating. 
All of a sudden, out of nowhere, my friend points to the window and blurts out, look at her titties. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, directing our eyes to a <laughs> directing, you got really respectful friends, huh? That's that's hilarious. Uh, directing our eyes to a girl jogging up to the front door of the restaurant from out of her car. What made this hilarious? <laughs> what made this hilarious is it was a girl a lot of dudes were into, especially my friend. I'd give her a solid eight, eight, eight and a half out of ten. Uh, to him, she was a 13 easy. As she ran up, everybody saw her make a hard right immediately uh, and jog down the hallway into the unisex bathroom. We all laughed and didn't think anything of it uh, going back to doing whatever we were talking about. Uh, 10, 15 minutes later, some people at the table started making jokes about what she was doing in there and waited to see when she would come out. She eventually did 15 to 20 minutes later and immediately went back to her car and left without ordering. Uh, the suspense was killing my friend, so he stands up and says, I, I have to see. Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? I totally get this. I totally get this. Uh, what kind of person? Want, uh, <laughs> we were all really confused and like, what the fuck? I commented he was a sick freak as he got up and headed over to the bathroom. No, I get what he did. I don't know if I would have went as far as going to the bathroom, but I get it. What kind of person wants to stand around and investigate a bathroom in the fumes of a 20-minute shit? But that's what, uh, that's what love does to a person, I guess. When he reemerged from the bathroom, he had a strange look on his face uh, like he had just seen a ghost and said, You have to see this. Of course, like a bunch of weirdos, a few of, of, of my friends got up and went over. They came out laughing and telling the rest of us to look. I went over and initially uh, nothing looked out of place. But as I got closer to the stall, I looked in. What I saw can only be described as frightening. It looked like a Baranosaurus was... <laughs> Wadding. Oh, my God. Uh, in the toilet and decided uh, to rest its head out of the water. Oh, no. Oh, no, dude. Out of the water and onto the toilet seat. She must have been standing up because she took a shit that rested itself over the seat and hang down. Oh, my God. Into the water. <laughs> like a kid hanging <laughs> onto the slide of a pool. In the deep end. Uh, oh my god, dude. It was ter I, I was terrified. Who takes a standing shit and lays half of it across the seat and doesn't try to clean it up? Unacceptable. Worst part, someone decided to flush it and it broke, leaving the rest hanging off the seat looking like a rusty crowbar. Oh my god, dude. Uh, I have the utmost respect for everyone working hard to make a living. No one deserves to have to clean up adult shit. I felt bad for the Taco Bell workers, but was not cleaning that up and had to leave. The image of this chick's mega turd was forever burned into my mind. The best part, after everybody was grossed out as we <laughs> were leaving, my friend with the crush on her blurts out, uh, I'd still boner. Uh, lock this standing shit terror 
and my friend in a cage so they can sniff each other's asses for eternity. Gross. Uh, you're the best, Paul. I look forward to the special. If you're ever out my way, um, I'm determined to uh, find out your uh, secret burger recipe. Keep up the good work, and much love to you and your family. Well, thank you very, very much. Uh, I really appreciate that. That was hilarious, and uh, yeah. There's a question for you. You're into a chick, right? Into her, big time. And you... Hold on a second here. Jeez. You're, you're, uh, you're into a chick, big time. You just like her. You've always liked her. And then you see something like that, right? You just see something like that. You see a nasty, something nasty, right? Something gross happens, you know? And uh, I, I got one for you. I got one. Do you still like her is the question, but I got one for you. Years ago when I was a... I want to say I was a junior or a senior. I was a junior or a senior in high school, right? This is a true... I'm, I'm, I'm 99.999% positive this happened. And it was like uh, uh, divine intervention, how it, like it didn't really come about. But I'll tell you what happened. I'm sitting there with a girl who I guess was a sophomore, a year younger than me. I was a junior, I believe. And... Uh, you know, she was a, you know, whatever. I was interested. I remember being interested in a girl. And um, I was with somebody throughout high school, but there were like breaks, on and off breaks. And this was obviously during one of those breaks. And I saw this younger girl and I had commented to somebody that I thought she was this and that. Long story short, it's a weekend and we're hanging out by her house. And uh, I'm, I'm almost positive this happened. We're sitting there. And like, I don't know if I like kissed her, made out with her or whatever, but we're just sitting there and just out of nowhere, this girl farted. And it was just, it was literally, it was literally, it was literally just us, like just sitting there. And I think my friend and her friend were like over in a driveway somewhere, somewhere else. And she's just sitting there and like straight up, like clear as day, just like farted. And it was like. Like, just dark and quiet, and, like, there was no talking <laughs> during the fart. So it was just like, I don't know if we had just kissed or we were about to, I don't know, it was just like, it was a moment, and you just hear this fart, and I and I think, if my memory, I don't think I'll ever forget, so I'm pretty sure, but I think she was about to say, or in the process of saying, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed, but right as she was like, oh my God, I... Her girlfriend goes, hey, do you want to do this? And like, and I just kind of was trying to be nice and I just diverted it. But that was the end of that. Uh, so I guess what I'm saying is like, that's a game changer. That's a game changer, especially when you're younger. Like, you know, if you're older, I guess whatever. But I mean, that's gross, man. That's, that's gross and hilarious. Uh, why is bathroom and potty humor still funny? Like, it's always funny. Uh, all right, here we go. Couple more and then we're done. Uh, and then we'll talk about some other th- we'll talk about some other things. Might go uh, a little longer because we're already at 55 minutes here. But uh, this is Verzi Effect 315, by the way. So this one is from uh, Vincent, a Midas customer. Unacceptable. Here we go, Paul. Hope all is well. How about your boy Judge winning the Derby? Hope to see you in Terrytown. Yeah, come out, man. Tickets available. 
uh, my unacceptable. The other day, I was in Midas waiting for my car to be serviced. A man walks into the waiting area with a laptop and a handful of wires and sits in the waiting room with myself and another gentleman. A few minutes go by, and he asks me and the other guy if we were watching the TV. We both said no. He said, okay, good. Uh, It's distracting me. Then he takes out his phone and makes a five-minute phone call on speakerphone. I think to myself, this guy's got to be kidding, but it gets worse. Yeah, that's already like whatever. Uh, and the fact that he said, great, it's distracting me, that that's a weird thing, but whatever. Uh, after he gets off the phone, that's just me like reading into things. After he gets off the phone, he turns on his laptop and proceeds to watch a TV show that was not in English without headphones on. This guy is blasting this TV show as if he's in the comfort of his own home and not a Midas waiting room. I look at the other gentleman waiting and roll my eyes. I can't believe how uh, inconsiderate this guy was. After five to eight minutes of this guy watching his TV show and an employee walks by and turns the TV back on, laptop guy says, excuse me, can you turn that back off? I'm trying to watch something. The employee said, absolutely not. This isn't just for our customers' entertainment. The employee proceeds to turn the volume up and walks away. Right after that, my name was called. My vehicle was done. I thanked the employee and said to him, how do you deal with animals like that daily? He replied with, I don't. That's great. Oh, that's great. Lock the laptop guy in a cage while playing reruns of The Nanny or some other show from the 90s that I don't appreciate. (laughs) Have a great summer, Vincent. That's a great one, Vincent. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, okay, here we go. This one is from Kaylee. Hey, Paul, I just stopped mid-Versi Effect 314. I had to chime in and let you know that the IL toll most likely was Illinois as the person, Michelle, who wrote and recently moved to Phoenix from Michigan. So, when her then-friend going through the Illinois I-Pass didn't work, I remember uh, her right in from the previous week. I literally am sitting at my desk writing this. Wanted to let you know you were right. Well, thank you very much. And geez, thank you for listening so carefully. Anyway, I wrote in a few times. uh, And unless I put my name in parentheses, you pronounce it wrong. I don't blame you. My name is pronounced Kaylee, but is spelled C-E-I-L-I. I know very, very difficult is Gaelic. Blame my mother. Just like uh, the other guy uh, wrote, uh, writes in, I'm... Uh, I've grown up with almost everyone pronouncing it wrong. Sometimes it's easier to just let them. Thanks for taking the time to read this, uh, even if you don't read it on the Versi effect. Well, I just did. Kay Lee. All right? I got it right there, and I know because I used to mess my last name up. Your podcast cracks me up. See you in Terrytown. Hoping for a meet and greet after the later show. Kelly. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that, and, uh, yeah, hopefully you're there. Hopefully you come out. Last one, old people and shopping carts. Okay, old people and shopping carts. Uh, Hold on, my little girl is here and there's bad words. So I have to fix that. Okay, all right, all good now. All right, so this one, uh, what is this? Old people and shopping carts from a Michelle. Okay, Paul, why the fuck do old people think it's okay to leave their shopping cart in in the cash register's line at the grocery store? Has this ever happened to you, or am I the only sucker who's experienced this bullshit? They managed to push the cart around the entire store when they shopped, 
and then they get to the cash register only to shuffle their feet away from the line um, with their bag of malto meal and apples <laughs> and leave the cart sitting there uh, in front of me. So now I got to push the thing out of the way like I worked there or something. My theory is they were an asshole when they were young and now they're a rude fuck when they're old. Rude, crude, and socially unacceptable. Much love to you, Verzi. See you in Phoenix. Great. Great. Um, yes. Look. There are people that just, like, that's what I said. The, the older you get, the more you see. Um, but, you know, what's crazy is as a parent, you see the, you see the kids that are going to have it. You could see. And it all comes from the top. Like we said before, there you go, full circle. It all comes from the top. And you know what? The top of the organization is when a kid sucks, the parents. And even more than that, the grandparents, because that's where it started. Thank you guys for the submissions. Uh, I really appreciate that. If you'd like to submit, please submit to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com and get me on uh, Twitter at Paul Verzi, and that is V-I-R-Z-I. Now, a couple more things I wanted to talk about. I think we're right around an hour anyways, right? Are we right around an hour? Yeah, we're right around an hour. Um, So, this is what I wanted to talk about. Sports, okay? These Mayweather-McGregor promotions, like the first one I was like, oh man, this is making me, this is pretty cool. Like, I didn't realize that it was going to be, like I thought, I didn't know. I thought that they were going to just be answering questions, like a press conference. I didn't know. Basically what it is, is they're showing up and they're giving the microphone. And like, you just know that it's just some ridiculous, like Dana White, they'll go, ladies and gentlemen, now Dana White. So basically what happens is the people running the event talk, then the head of Showtime talks, then the head promoter for each camp talks. So like Dana White will be like, all right, the reigning, the defending, the blah, 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 notorious Conor McGregor. And Conor McGregor just comes out. And then the other guy will come on and be like, Five-time world champion, 21 years, the greatest ever, Floyd, Money, Mayweather. And then they just get a microphone, and they basically just walk around the stage with a microphone talking shit. So, like, McGregor will just be like, fuck the Mayweather's. And it's just like, and it's just like, you're a bitch. You're a bitch for a day. You know, all this stuff. It's just, and then Mayweather is just, like, walking around like, yeah. Yeah, you 21 years. Yeah. Yeah, this bitch is a quitter. Yeah. And it's just it and then I'm like, all right. And then the next time, same thing. Like, you don't know how to read or whatever. <laughs> you know, look how you address your fucking age. And it's just it's 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 funny, but at the same time I'm like, that's not. All right. So then they're going to go to London tonight. Yeah. What the fuck? It's just it's just it's it's so ridiculous and you know what everybody i'm buying it i'm buying that fight for a hundred dollars because it's an american spectacle that's why i don't care everyone's like it's a waste of money i'm si- why why if you have the money if you have the money enjoy it like that's what i don't understand now listen if it's over in 15 seconds then you could say it, but it's just the spectacle of it just the fact that these guys, this is the first time ever in MMA and the first time, how are you not watching it? How are you not watching it? I, it's beyond me. It's absolutely beyond me. I think it's ridiculous. To, like, 
to just go like, I'm si- you know, I'm not watching this one. This one's stupid. This, of course it's stupid. Of course it's stupid. A 21-year, 20, one of the greatest boxers of all time is fighting a guy that never did it before. And, and you know, but it's, it's still like, I, I just never understood that. It, it's, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Give me a reason. Tell me why. If you want to say money, fine. If somebody can't afford it, fine. If you don't want to pay the 100 bucks, fine. But if you can afford to spend 100 bucks or have a bunch of people come over your house, you get it on your TV, you order a bunch of food. How about you get, if you got, uh, let's say you got 10 friends, everybody throws in 10 bucks, it's a great time and you're eating food. What's the problem? What's the problem? I, I don't like how these people try to act like they're so smart to like sit this one out. It's almost insulting. It's like an insulting thing. It's like, oh, you you dummies, you sheep, go watch that. I'll be over here reading a book like the smart guy. It's like, shut up, you asshole. What, you don't want to watch a, a great spectacle? It's like, it's so stupid. I'm not, I'm not going to watch the greatest boxer ever fight one of the biggest talking shit and the champion of the UFC, and they're both like almost the same size. I mean, McGregor's a little bigger, but like, why wouldn't I watch that? Tell me why, I, if I'm home... Okay, why wouldn't I watch that? It's just dumb. It's like it's like they have this, like, I'm better than all of you dummies who are going to watch it. I know it's dumb. The same people watch wrestling. You're the same people line up for WrestleMania. They spend $60 on WrestleMania to watch a grown man in his underwear be like, I'm going to come down there and his mother's going to... It's like, it's stupid. It's stupid. At least this is a real result. You know, I don't know if it's fixed or not, but at least it's a real result. If you get knocked out cold, you get knocked out cold. You know, when you have a lump on, on your head the size of a softball and you're talking like you got marbles in your mouth at the end of the thing, some shit happened to you. It's, it, it happened. It's a real result. Other than a guy going, yeah, well, you know what? We're going to come down there and we are going to rain. We're going to come down there to that arena in Florida and we're going to, we're going to, you know, it's just, and, and everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid, but you're not going to spend money. It's ridiculous, dude. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm watching it. But I will say, I will say this. What they're doing does show that they've had a meeting. They talk about each other. They say horrible things. It's never gotten physical. It's always the same stuff they're saying. You know, you cheap bitch. No, no, you, 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 what do you say? You quit, bitch. You quit. Yeah. That's what he keeps saying. Just watch it. Yeah. You quit. That's what he does. He's a bitch. 21 years I've been doing this. And then the other guy's like, you got the little head. I'm going to knock it. It's just like, <laughs> so whatever. It, it, it is ridiculous, but I'm watching it. I'm, how do you not watch it? I just don't understand. Here's how I know. Here, here's what I understand. If you, if you don't watch it, here's what I understand. I understand if you don't watch it because you can't afford it or you have work or whatever. I'm talking about the people that actually can afford it are off that night, but are just choosing to be the smart ones. Those are the people that drive me nuts. All right. Anyway, anyway, last thing I want to talk about, I saw the Mike and the Mad Dog documentary 30 for 30 on ESPN. And if you guys didn't, um, this is how amazing that show was that they did a documentary on ESPN 30 for 30 for a radio show, sports radio show that was in New York. And the reason they did it is because these two really did change sports radio. They, uh, they basically started when there was like three markets or four markets doing it. Now there's over whatever, even in the documentary, there's like 150 sports talk. These guys did it first. 
These guys are the reason Mike Piazza came to New York because they put pressure on the Mets to do it. These guys made teams do different changes because they said that they should probably do it. These guys were so good. They were so good with callers. They were so good with with understanding the climate in the sports world at that time. Mike was the Yankee fan who was so knowledgeable and friends with Bill Parcells and was an inside guy and uh, Mad Dog drove you nuts. Chris Russo, he drove you nuts because he hated the Yankees. So you got that aspect of it. And when the Yes Network, which is the Yankee Network, Steinbrenner wanted them on. But like Chris would always love to hate on the Yankees and it drove Mike nuts. And But then it just showed how dysfunctional they got and they couldn't work together anymore. It was an amazing 30 for 30. I remember in my early 20s, every day I watched the show. I mean, or I listened to the show. And then you could watch it because they actually had it on Yes too. So you could watch it, but amazing. Those guys were together for 19 years, and it was some of the best sports talk ever. And I was so thrilled when I found out that ESPN was doing a 30 for 30 for it. Um, it's one of those things where you don't have to like sports or even know about sports to like the documentary. Uh, it's 30 for 30, Mike and the Mad Dog. You have to watch it. I mean, th- it just talks about what they did with the ratings across the country. Like, they were sports talk radio. They did it. They started it. Uh, they They crushed it. They absolutely did crush it, and it's like they were the pioneers. They were like the Beatles of doing it a way that just blew people away. You guys have to check it out. And uh, I heard them on the radio today because they couldn't work together anymore. So Chris Mad Dog Russo is on Sirius on Mad Dog Radio. He's got his own channel, uh, 82, on Sirius, which you could check. And Mike is about to retire from the fan, I believe, in December. He's done, and he's not renewing. But those guys made a ton of money and changed the game. So you got to check that out because it was... It was just sick. Like when when they talked, you were just it was awesome. So uh, that's uh, that's what I got on movies. And as far as plugs, guys, uh, plugs, please come out to my shows in Phoenix. I'll be in Phoenix, Arizona, at Stand Up Live, um, July twenty first through the twenty third. Uh, July twenty first through the twenty third, Friday to Sunday. So please check that out. I will also be in Cleveland, August third through August sixth. I believe that's Thursday through Sunday. Please check out those shows. And uh, what can I say? The Terrytown Music Hall. My special. August 13th. Uh, it's going to be crazy until then. But August 13th, I am doing the special. And there are tickets available. Contact the Terrytown Music Hall. Get your tickets. There are even some, I believe, for the second show. Even downstairs. But definitely for the balcony. Um, so please, uh, check that out. We have a month and, uh, it will be sold out, but there are tickets available now that people did not know. So please, uh, check out all those Phoenix, Cleveland, and also I'll be in Long Island. I'll be at Governor's August 13th. I'm sorry. I'll be at, no, August 13th is a special Jesus. Don't go to Governor's on August 13th. Uh, that's, uh, go August 13th is a special at Terrytown. August 11th. Two days before, I'll be at Governor's. And August 12th, one day before, I'll be at McGuire's. Governor's is in Levittown. That's on the 11th. McGuire's is uh, in Bohemia. That's on the 12th. And then, obviously, the Terrytown Music Hall, the 13th, is the special. So there you have it. You can go get tickets, paulverzi.com. Please check out my sponsors, Chassis, um, Premium, Premium uh, Powder, Man Care for down there. You will be, you trust me, you will love it. It is the best stuff uh, for for uh, your man parts, I could assure you. And you could get it at chassisformen.com and Amazon. Check out City Living Dog. Check out All Things Comedy. Uh, check out what they do because it's awesome. And uh, that's it. This has been episode 315. You guys are going to get a very special one next week. And uh, you will get some Patreon interviews. Uh, until then, I'm out of here. Take care, everybody. <laughs>